You are now listening to Millennial Renaissance Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Renaissance Radio. This episode is brought to you by Savage Coast. Savage Coast is an apparel company started by my good friend Willis, who was interviewed in season one. The mission of Savage Coast is to inspire ocean activism through art and science, and they donate 10% of annual proceeds to a nonprofit called Humans for Oceans. Head over to savage-coast.com to pick up some awesome apparel that's both functional and gives back to our oceans, which are so, so important to future generations. This week, my conversation is with John Shockness, who, as an artist, goes by Kid Astronaut. He is also the co-founder of an organization in Denver called Conscious Creatives. The idea of one being a creative is a fairly modern concept. In the past, people were either artists, musicians, writers, but these were not recognized as being one and the same. I wanted to learn more about the work John's organization is doing in the creative community in a dynamic city like Denver, and how others can do the same in their own communities. Being a creative is a blessing, but it often feels like a curse in American society. I've been going through this personally, but I've also been experiencing the strength artists have when they organize as a community. Conscious Creatives aims to do just that, and I think it's an awesome pursuit. No matter what your aspirations are, it's important to surround yourself with people that you can collaborate with. Because in the end, a rising tide lifts all boats. I enjoyed this interview, and I really think you will too. Um, so, John, I, I just wanted to start. Could you, I guess, introduce yourself and, and tell me a little bit about, um, I guess, what, you, what you're up to these days um, and kind of the different projects that you're working on? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, my name is John Shockness. I am also an artist, musician, uh, creator, creative by the name of Kid Astronaut. Um, and like you said, I started Conscious Creative in 2015 with Mayan Akiela I and uh, a, a collective of you know some other really talented artists in Denver um, so our mission is just to connect the artists within Denver we currently have a 300 plus member network of artists who are you know local touring um, and we and we hope to expand that to kind of a global initiative so um, my friend Teresa Dixon is throwing a uh, retreat out in Costa Rica to, you know, and this is something that we're hoping to be able to continue to do with artists, send them on retreats, um, hopefully be able to pay for their, you know, trips, any any inspirational trips that artists want to take. So we have big goals and big dreams. Um, but yeah, as far as right now, we're, we are located in Denver. Um, and kind of focusing on this community at the moment. Yeah. Are you, um, are you originally from Denver? I am. Yeah. So I was born and raised here. Um, you know, a native as they say. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And so, and 
I think it's really interesting. Denver is a very dynamic city right now because, you know, there's a lot of, um, we've got, I mean, there, there are people pouring into the, into the city. And so as an artist, um, uh, how, uh, in terms of like mobilizing a community of artists, how are you guys dealing with um, issues that come with gentrification? Like, is it, um, by creating that community, are you, is the hope that you strengthen each other and, and be able to, to kind of grow as a whole? Yeah. Um, so I would say conscious creatives is not so politically active um, as some of the other groups I'm a part of. Okay. Uh, but, but what conscious creatives stands for um, is to provide spaces that artists can have those discussions uh, but we don't center necessarily on, you know, the issues affecting artists. We hope to just be a platform to support them um, in kind of a more fun and general space. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we are, you know, we 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 do want to be conscious and, um, you know, with with the way that we interact with the world. So, you know, at the core, we are like love and peace and and community. Um, as kind of tenets of, of what we believe in and stand for as an organization. But I don't think that we are out to attack um, any issues that are ongoing. I think that the artists themselves kind of take those roles on in their personal work. Right, right. And, you know, as an artist, uh, I think it's really interesting that I, I interesting as well as admirable that you're, you're taking on or that you founded something like Conscious Creatives because you know, as a musician, um, you know, carving, carving out a career as a musician that, um, I feel like that requires a certain type of laser focus. Um, and and so the fact that you're, you're taking that on as well as, um, as well as founding something like conscious creatives, um, do do you find yourself, do you feel like you're, you're being spread too thin at times or do you think the two complement each other? Um, I definitely think the two complement each other, and at the same token, I do feel like I'm being spread too thin. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, it is it, it's definitely both, and I and I have come up against challenges. Um, but the biggest thing that I can say is that these are very important to me, just as a human being on this planet. And I feel like, um, you know, it was it was all given to me for a reason. Uh, my goals as far as wanting to get a community center going in Denver that artists can come to, my goals as far as trying to get housing for artists um, at reduced rates or just, you know, plug them into places where they can find these things. So it's like, you know, my my goals as Kid Astronaut wouldn't be what they are without all of these other parts of, you know, that personality, that brand. Mm. So I think it, it they run concurrently. Um, for me personally, and I've heard other artists that would rather just focus on, you know, their work and what they want to do. And I think conscious creatives also save space for those people as well. Some people do want to just focus on making art. Right. Um, so, you know. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, and I think that's something that we're running into more and more um, uh, in the 21st century, as well as in, in our generation, people, um, having kind of multiple areas of work, right? It's not always just this one. It's not like, uh, like I, when I was kind of sending you some interview stuff before, it's like, it's not just like you're, you're an artist 
or you're a musician or you're a writer, it's, it's people are, are doing multiple things. And, that, and, and I think that's becoming uh, kind of a new norm. Yeah, definitely. Um, with technology and what we're able to do through those mediums, um, but also because I think um, one of one of the things that that we talk about with conscious creatives a lot is the ability to do whatever you want to do. Um, if you put your mind to it and you set that goal, it's it's accessible. It might not be easy, um, but it is doable. And so I feel like uh, kind of just like a responsibility to live by that as well. Right. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't want to be preaching this message and then, you know, my receipts aren't matching up to the work that I'm trying to do. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's kind of like a risk-taking venture, but I do love it. And I'm excited to see how it grows, you know. It's been yeah. an organic process, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, the, the risks are what make it fun sometimes. Right, exactly. Exactly, man. I want to have a great fun life and I think one of the things that art gives us as artists is the ability to kind of stretch the limitations of what reality is um artists have done incredible things just from that power of belief in themselves mm -hmm. yeah and I think like um you know the word creative is also something that has become more prominent uh with our generation you know it's just and just the idea of creating something. I mean, I think that's what, what gives me a lot of joy is um, I love to create constantly. And so like, and, and that can be so many things, you know, that, that, can, be, that can be art, um, that can be, you know, things online, or it, it can be a, a mix of a lot of different things. But I think creating is something that we as humans inherently um, want to, are, are drawn to. Right. I think one of the things that we uh, had in, in, in the place and the heart that we wanted to create Conscious Creatives was with, um, I think when you hear the word artist, uh, it comes with a lot of gatekeepers and, um, you know, you have to be a certain look or you have to practice this much to be considered an artist. Um, but with the Conscious Creatives idea, we thought that everyone has the ability to be an artist. Um, but the creative is kind of like, I'm a creative person. It could be food. It could be painting. It could be music. Um, right. and maybe you don't have the, uh, you know, the access or you feel like, well, I like this, but I'm not so adjust adjusted to this yet. Um, we wanted to have the space where anyone could come off the street and, you know, try, try new things, you know, mm -hmm. um, kind of bringing that like playful, um, childlike energy back into creativity where it's like, oh, I didn't even know this was possible for me, but I, I was given the space to kind of be free and check it out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another reason why we thought creatives was, uh, an important piece of our brand and our name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, is, and what is your perspective when it comes to, like us reaching our, our full potential as human beings, because that's something that I talk about a lot in my podcast in terms of connecting to a work or connecting to work that really just we're passionate about and gets us fired up. What's, what's your perspective on that? Um, I think that's exactly it, man. I think when, for me personally, when I'm not living up to my fullest potential or I'm playing it safe or just taking a job because it's, you know, it will provide me security. 
I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice on this planet because it's like I, I have something that's burning with, within me um, and I can choose to follow that or I can choose to, you know, oh, I'll never make it. Um, but I read The Alchemist, which is kind of like my Bible. Um, you know, some people read the Bible. I read The Alchemist. Um, <laughs> but I thought that book kind of gave me the motivation and the inspiration to say, like, no matter what, no matter what you'll go through, no matter how long you'll have to stay in a certain place, um, if you follow your dreams, it will eventually carry you. And, um, you know, I still get, I, I got nervous before my last show. Um, but by the end of it, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm actually really glad that even though I was nervous, I was able to play the show. I'm glad I did. I practiced enough, you know, so I'm here for a reason. Um, so it's kind of like when you take that first step, um, the universe or whatever you want to call it will meet you. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely try and, um, encourage people to follow their passions and what makes them feel alive for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it, it creates this, almost this infinite fuel, you know, for, for that fire that burns within you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're doing it, it, it feels like you can, you can do it forever, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and I honestly feel like you should, um, I think it's, I, I think one of the things that is going to change the world for the better um, is the artists and the people that I look up to in history. Um, a majority of those people are musicians and the people who were, you know, artists um, mm -hmm. able to use their words or their spirit, their energy um, to create change and kind of stand out from the status quo. Um, I think that's, that's impactful. Yeah. And, and, and it's really interesting. I mean, that, uh, I feel like there are so many artists that are, um, immortal in a sense because of the art that they created in their lifetime or what's even crazier, you know, artists who created while they were alive. And then when they, when, and then when they died, their, their art, you know, lived for lives them. on yeah. beyond. Yeah. And it becomes popular even after they passed away, which is totally crazy. Yeah, there's really no excuse, man. If if you if you want to create something and you're not sure if people will like it, I always feel feel, feel like um, there's there's going to be someone that's going to connect to it. And also, like if those those messages, those songs, those paintings, those visuals are coming to you, do something with them. You never know, you know. Even if it's not like, oh well, maybe you don't want to be the next Picasso or you don't want to tour for the rest of your life. Um, but even getting those emotions out, those, that energy out, um, can can open up a world of possibilities for that that creator, that individual. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I love it. I say do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, the phrase "just do it." Um, I, I've I've heard a lot since I've started doing these uh, since I've started doing these interviews because it's just really like at the end of the day, it's like if you you have an idea and you want to do it, just you got to get out and do it. And that's going to, like you said, you know, in terms of being a musician, like, you know, touring for the rest of your life might not be like to the greater public, a touring musician is, um, is the idea of like a successful musician. But if, if that's not what you're into, that doesn't mean that you can't be a successful musician. There's just, it's just getting out there and doing it and finding other ways uh, to be creative and, and carve out a niche that's successful for yourself. Right. And that's also one of the things that um, 
we want to develop as conscious creatives uh, is our spaces for artists to learn about, you know, music publishing and licensing. And so if you're an artist who maybe doesn't want to be a front person, but you write really great songs, um, there are options for you not only to make money from your work, uh, but, you know, also to have a community of writers that, you know, there might be singers who need songs. Um, mm -hmm. So there's there's tons of possibilities for where the art can go. I think it's just important to create it. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What in in terms of I'm really curious about, I guess, the the community building process, you know, because that's something that um, that I can really appreciate where I am in Monterey, California, we have a pretty, we have a small, I'm starting to, uh, we have a small uh, community of, of artists and, and, and creatives that, um, that are younger, that are kind of starting to, to connect. Like what, um, what have been, uh, I guess, like, what are some, there's some valuable pieces of advice that you have when it comes to uh, building a community or a network of, of, of artists or just like-minded people that are going to strengthen your work um, in the future. Sure. Um, well, the first thing, and I think one of the things that we've done really well, um, we haven't uh, ever asked anyone for anything. What we've done is set up a platform. So in 2015, we created a Facebook page, started it with about, you know, 20 of our friends got our friends to, you know, invite their friends. The only rules we gave to that page were please be respectful. Um, please don't, you know, just share nonsense on this page. Mm -hmm. Like if you need something with other artists, like this is that forum. Um, and, you know, we've never charged anyone uh, to be a part of our base. But since, since those two years um, and growing, to over 300 people without me really doing anything. Um, you know, we set up the page and just asked people to invite. Uh, but people have gotten show offers through this page. People have like, hey, I need a model. I'm taking mm -hmm. photographs. So it's kind of just like having, having the field where artists can interact and get what they need. I posted um, opportunities for grants and, you know, ways for artists to make money. I've posted videos. So it's just kind of like a forum where we're like, what what keeps me alive as an artist and how can I give that to other people, resources or, um, you know, talents, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. um, but I think another big thing in community building is just to always remember that um, you're only going to be as strong as the community that you create. And um, we definitely want to have a strong name, a strong brand, and a strong mission that works for the artist and for the people who might not consider themselves artists yet, but want to be invited into that fold. We're just in, inviting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I, I mean, I, it's just so important. Um, we, we can only do so much by ourselves and we're capable of so much when we're you know, when we're collaborating with others, it's, it's just crazy how that, that, that levels up so quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, and, and once we get this physical space that we've been working on for a long time, we're hoping that visitors to Denver will be able to come to our space, eat some really good food. We're going to have a diner in there. Yeah. Um, 
going to be techno technology based. So uh, we'll be able to share people's artwork. Like it will be a campus, a, a livable, breathing campus for artists to uh, try new things, learn new things, meet people. So we're hoping to take this idea to the real world. Um, you know, hopefully by 2019, 2020. Yeah. And this will just yeah. be one one campus. We're we're also hoping to bring it around the world too. So, so it's kind of like a, a co-working space, if you will, but more for for artists. Yeah, exactly. And I think the co-working example has been awesome. Um, I agree. We're hoping to to kind of present it to the city so that it can be accessible to you know kids and college students as well. Um, but yeah, co-working for for artists, and also a place where they'll be able to sell their stuff too. Um, we'll have definitely a commerce thing where they could upload their photos and you could buy a print or um, you could just support the artist directly if you like their work. Um, so, yeah. Nice. And you've been, um, have you guys been involved in, in arts education at all with, with uh, you know, youth or, or high school age students? Yeah, we have. Um, so we have a couple of organizations that are a part of the Conscious Creatives Network that um, do schools. And so I, as Kid Astronaut, stepping out of the conscious creatives world, but I, as Kid Astronaut, um, love, you know, teaching and I've been able to partner with some of those organizations. I think conscious creatives is going to specifically be um, a place that kids can come. Um, we want to have like workshops and day activities that, you know, schools can come out to. But as far as like a, a dedicated school branch, we haven't moved into that field as of yet, just because there are certain people who are already doing it within our network. Mm -hmm. So we just thought it would be better to, you know, make those partnerships. Yeah, well, and I think because uh, arts education in schools, I think it, it's a difficult time for arts education, uh, I think, or in when I was... I guess I, I'd be curious what your what your thoughts on in terms of like what's working in schools and what isn't from from an artist perspective because I felt like you know as somebody who is uh, I consider myself a creative um, I didn't I basically had to choose like between it's like you're either doing music or you're doing art but you can't do both because you got to learn about all these other things like what is what are your thoughts in terms of education um, you know from an artist perspective. Absolutely. Um, so we call ourselves teaching artists when we approach schools. Um, so that kind of gives us the ability to introduce a lot of different concepts. Um, one of the things that one of the schools and the organizations that we partner with, uh, their names are the Black Actors Guild. And so they go into schools and produce theater content that is centered around the ideologies of improv, um, as well as uh, team building, um, breaking out of, you know, the limitations of who you are as a person. I think acting does a really great job at that. So we try and um, step in with the idea that we want the kids to feel empowered. We want them to feel like this is their production and they're running the show. Um, so we kind of put, we kind of put ourselves in that situation as facilitators for the growth of the students. Because, you know, one of the things that we always learn when we go into schools is that kids are really intelligent and they have their own system of doing things and have their own way of respectability and what that looks like for them. So um, for me personally, I just try and 
step in and say, okay, how can I facilitate the growth of these artists? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of music classes, so I'll get the kids to like write their own songs or talk to them about the artists that they're listening to. Um, and yeah, just kind of create a, a conversation um, where I'm not really necessarily a teacher. Um, I'm more of a facilitator and able to learn alongside them in a lot of really cool um, moments too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, in it, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there, there are so many intelligent uh, students out there. Um, and I think a lot of times they're being held back. And I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I often, um, education is a big part of, of why I started this podcast because I think there's a lot to learn from conversations. Right. And like, as a facilitator, if I'm, you know, teaching kids, it's, it's not necessarily what I know, but like pointing them in the direction of the knowledge that they seek because it's, it's around us everywhere. Right. You know, technology, like we can access conversations, videos, uh, books like it's it's right at at our fingertips it's i don't know it's it's a crazy time we're living yeah and also using those mediums like technology we'll we'll show videos um i like showing stuff that i find cool Mm -hmm. because if i have a personal attachment to it and i think that's one of the things that a lot of teachers miss out on um as a teaching artist we're there to you know kind of step into the fold and invite people into our own world in a way um so i definitely use that Um, you know, those kind of like breaking the mold um, to my advantage in those situations because we're able to, you know, if they like hip hop music or something that they normally couldn't play in class, Mm -hmm. those those are the first songs we'll play. Why do you like these songs? You know, like why, why are these capturing your attention in such a way? And why is it like these artists, the voices of your generation, Um, you know, and then asking them to think critically too, because sometimes they won't agree with the messages that are on the radio. Um, and so we'll be able to discuss, you know, some of the cooler artists in my opinion. Um, so, you know, just kind of using what the space is for the maximum growth of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in, you know, and that, at that points to, that points to the kind of the, the flexibility that I, I think our, our generation and, and what the present and the future really seeks, you know, and, and, and I, and that bodes, that goes back to kind of like your, the, the co-working, uh, like a, a co-working space, something like that. It's like where people can, um, people need a space, right? We all need a space to, to do what, what it is we need to do, whether it's learning, whether it's creating, um, and a safe space at that, you know? Um, but you know, once you're in that space, if you have the freedom to just dig down whatever rabbit hole you want and you're surrounded by, um, you're surrounded by people who have, you know, that, that same curiosity, um, you know, you, you're all going to go at the the speed that you need to go. Right. You know, I I think, and I think that's what we, what we really need. Right. Yeah, man, I agree. I think like uh, one of the things that I'm really missing in 2018, and I think we've kind of, as a society or something, we've stepped into like a time portal where we are kind of going back. Like I feel the 80s were so much more progressive in their clothing and their music and the ideas that they had. 
So I think we're kind of in a lull, um, but I don't see that as a bad thing. I think that gives us the opportunity to really be intentional about how we want the future to look. So we're hoping that the conscious creative space can be one of those incubators for this future reality where um, artists and you know non-artists or you, you know people off the street are able to really tap into their creations and you know dream big. I think you know a lot of people are ho hopeless at this moment, and it and it kind of sucks because there's so many possibilities at our at our fingertips for the future. Um, so just facilitating the space where people are like, oh, wow, I can think outside the box. You mm -hmm. know, I can do anything. Um, and and bringing that out into the real world as well. We're hoping that Conscious Creative is kind of like a, is, is like a mission statement more than a group. Like I am someone who thinks consciously and creatively, and I want to do what I can to change the world because I'm here, you know? Yeah. It's putting the power back into our hands, you know, like we can do something, even if it's just making an art piece that's going to have so much impact, you know, in ways that we don't even know yet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it's, you know, with, with social media um, and I, I was looking through, I was looking through your Twitter before our conversation and it's just like, there's a lot of just great ideas on there. And I think in terms of the age of social media and content, you know, we have, we're, it's like a fire, it's like we're drinking from a fire hose, right? In terms of the amount of content we can access. But like, what happens when we as creatives turn the fire hose in the other direction, right? Because we, we have that power. Like it's, it, it's, it, we can, we can do the exact same thing. And I think, I think that's, I think that's a great possibility for us. Um, I think there are a lot of, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think right now as a society, I think we're, we're figuring a lot of this stuff out because things are changing so quickly. Um, but we also do have potential to take the power into our own, own hands. It's just kind of figuring out how to do that. Yeah. And I think this is maybe the first time in society where people have had that um, desire to mm -hmm. kind of lead the charge for themselves. Um, just, you know, in studying history, we've always kind of had to uh, wait for a, a savior or something. And I don't want to get too deep into this road, but I do think it's it's important to um, just as individuals tap into our own internal power and, you know, whether that's just doing stuff that you love, man, like it doesn't have to be meditating for eight hours a day. Um, some people see meditation as, as singing or drawing, um, but whatever makes you feel like you have a connection to you, um, because I, I, I do see a lot of people have lost that. Just like in, in the conversations that I have with friends, they're like, man, there's nothing I can do. All, you know, all these people with money, they, they've got it all figured out. And it's just like, yo, like we have to try something. We have to we have to wake ourselves up, spark that fire for ourselves, or else or else you're right. You know there will be nothing you can do. Um, and I don't know. I, I just personally don't want to give up that easily. Right, and and that comes along with the risk taking that that we mentioned earlier in the interview. Right, and it's it, it's not going to happen overnight. But um, if you put yourself out there and and you put in that that hard work and and you believe in what you're doing, you know I I, I believe firmly that 
that the, the money and all that stuff will, will fall into place, but that, that doesn't come yep. without the effort. So. Yep. And unexpected things as well will show up. Exactly. Which is exactly. even the better, the better thing about taking that risk in the first place. Like, wow, I was expecting this, but I didn't even see this coming, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I've had some miracles happen recently, man. Like I, I got to open for one of my favorite artists. Um, and I, you know, it's just like, wow, like dreams, dreams are real. You can do it. Yeah, you can. Well, we're coming up on, we're coming up on 30 minutes. So uh, a question that I like to ask all of my, my interview guests at the end is I, what's, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in terms of, um, seeking out your passions, um, and, and kind of making them a reality. Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is there are going to be, I don't know if it's like my inner voice that is like creating this uh, call out for people to like point out exactly what I'm insecure about, but it definitely helps in saying like, okay, well, now that this is out in the open on the table, this is something that I do want to continue working on and working towards. Um, I think it, you'll, you'll come up against those blocks that will be like uh, the things that, could make you stop working on your passion like those will happen you will you someone will say exactly what you don't want them to say about your music or your art or your dream in general or your life um but i think it's those great artists the greats that are able to 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 still fight for what they believe in regardless of every every single doubt whether it's their own or other people's and whether it's those other people expressing to you exactly what you are scared of yourself, those doubts will come. But I still think it's worth fighting for it, believing in it. And if you can make it through those things, um, that's, that's the, that's the point where you can make it through anything. Hell yeah. I 100%. I agree. 100 emoji. Um, yeah, <laughs> it gets real. It does. It, it's 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 not it's not easy. It's not gonna be fun all the time. But you know, when you're doing it for you and for what you believe in, I think those moments almost make it worth it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks thanks for doing the interview, John. Um, and I'm look for I'm looking forward to seeing you know how Conscious Creatives develops in the future, and uh, I'll keep my eye out for the. Uh, that new Kid Astronaut album coming out soon. Awesome. Yeah, man. I just followed you. And so I'll be, you know, keeping up with your other interviews as well. And hope we get to talk in the future. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, John. All right, man. Much, much love. Peace. Much love. Big thanks to John for doing the interview. You can follow him on Instagram at Kid Astronaut. And the U is actually a V in that Instagram handle. And then also conscious.creatives. Check out both of those to see the work John is doing over in Denver. Another thank you goes out to my Moroccan brother from another mother, Sweezley Mac. You can find him on Instagram at Sweezley, S-W-E-E-S-L-Y. He's dropping a new beat every week on his YouTube channel. So check out his Instagram page for all that info. Okay, so a big part of this project for me is assembling a balanced collection of perspectives. And one perspective I've been trying to get is that of a millennial who supports our president, Donald Trump. 
Now, I do not like Trump or his administration. I will tell you that flat out. And looking at the popular vote from the election, I think it's safe to say that the majority of millennials do not support him. With that said, I've reached out to multiple friends who I know support Trump about doing an interview, and the answer has been no, because of the scrutiny that comes along with that stance. Our country affords us the right to free speech and is the reason I can do this podcast and say what I want. So think about this. CNN interviewing a Trump supporter has the same outcome as Fox News interviewing a liberal. It is one entity versus the other. At the end of the day, both CNN and Fox News are garbage. So we should turn to other spaces, like this one, to discuss issues facing us and better understand each other. No one is perfect. No one. So before you dig in to attack someone with a different viewpoint than you, first try to better understand what they are saying, and then respond with why you think they might be wrong. Remember, the Renaissance will not be televised, but it will be podcasted.